Good morning, Help Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I am really, really excited to be here with you guys today. God has been teaching me some really, really powerful lessons that I want to share with you, and I'm so thankful. Whenever God teaches me something, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm convicted of sin or whenever God is teaching me something, I am so happy. (laughs) It's not always easy, but I'm telling you guys, if you will approach conviction of sin and things that we have in our lives that are not pleasing to God, that are not good for us, that are not healthy, that do not cultivate good relationships, when we get conviction about those things, we should be jumping up and down for joy because God is all always gentle when he convicts us of things. He is never condemning. He is always gentle. And so receiving uh, conviction from God is really good. And so we're going to talk about that today, but I want you guys to come on today and tell me uh, what is, what are you most thankful for today? Let's say, what are you most thankful for today? And uh, say hello. And uh, if I were saying what I'm most thankful for today, I love being with you guys. That's a biggie for me. And I would say the thing I'm most thankful for today would be uh, that I have a grandbaby coming this week. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's our second grandbaby. It's going to be a girl. Her name is Skylar, and uh, we're all thrilled. And so if you think about it, pray for our family because that's happening one day this week. Uh, My daughter was due on Saturday. So I'm really excited about that. And so what are you most excited about or what what are you most thankful for today? And while you guys are coming on and saying hello, remember what we're doing. This semester, we are going through the Help Club for Moms book and the Help Club for Moms companion guide. (laughs) My camera's reversed. It's kind of a weird camera. So uh, both of these are available on Amazon and it's not too late for you to join our study And it's really, really good. And it's all about how to have a Christ-centered home, how to have a more joyful life. And uh, this book is uh, from Harvest House Publishers. And actually, for the month of October, you guys, you can get 25% off. Uh, There's a post on our website. So go to helpclubformoms.com. You can put on that little code at Harvest House website and you get the book for 25% off and free shipping. And then this one is available on Amazon and it's the Help Club for Moms companion guide. And this one has videos that goes with it. It's got printables, scripture printables. It is beautiful. Those things come for free. Okay, so those scripture printables at myhelpclubformoms.com. But there's a code inside of the book for a whole bunch of free stuff. So that's what we're going through right now. And we've been talking about love your husband. We've been talking about uh, cultivating a better relationship with Jesus. We've been talking about love your children. And, uh, And as I was thinking about loving your children, I was thinking about comparison. Because I know it's very common... But just like like I'm wearing a green dress, you know, um, and it's a really pretty color of green, but it's still green. And guys, envy, uh, comparison is is part of envy. So envy would be like the mothership of that sin. And comparison is under envy. And compare envy is a bad sin that we should be asking God for help. And uh, but comparison is underneath that. And so a lot of times we minimize comparison as if it's normal. And yes, we talk about it being the thief of joy. But just like my dress is a pretty color of green, it's still green. And so I know that's a silly uh, comparison, but we're going to talk about envy today. We're going to talk about jealousy and we're going to talk about comparison because they are all related together. And why don't we just ask the Lord to get rid of these sins in our life so that we can have a more joy filled life. That is the goal, guys, having more joy in our lives. Okay. 
All right, so let me see. I want to hear from you guys. Good morning, Carol and Amanda and Jen. Okay, so uh, Amanda says, here, I'm thankful for a small group of women that God has sent to me, to each other. We're going over the 2017 Wise Woman Knows book. That's such a great book. And I pray that I can help them in their own lives and strengthen their relationships with Jesus. I love that. That is so good. Okay, and so keep them coming. What are you most thankful for today? And let's see, don't forget right now, just a little announcement. We are going through praying for our nation for 30 days. For the month of October, we are praying for our nation. And so we're on day, I think uh, day 10 or something, um, but it's on the main page uh, and you can download the guide from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's awesome. We really need to be praying for our nation, you guys. I'm going to DC uh, uh, on the 24th. I'm going to go here, uh, go be with Sean. I don't know if you say his name, Fote or it's F-O-U-G-H-T. He's amazing. We went to his uh, concert here in Colorado, but I am going with a friend to D.C. because I want to pray for our nation and I want to worship in D.C. And so, guys, we really need to be taking this prayer for our nation seriously. We actually called it Hit Your Knees in October. And so, guys, we need to be praying for our nation and we need to be taking it seriously. And so, guys, whatever nation you live in, I know that this video broadcasts to Help Club for Mom South Africa. Pray for your nation in South Africa. Whatever country that you are in, we should all be praying for our leaders, praying for our nation. And in America, guys, we really need to be praying over this election. We need to be, we need to be reading our Bible. We need to pray and we need to vote. Guys, down through the down through history, we have we have had so many battles fought and people have lost their lives for, for our freedoms that we have in America. There was a, a women's suffrage movement about women wanting to vote. Guys, there are women back in the 1920s, I think it was, that fought for our right to vote. We need to be voting. So pray, read your Bible and vote for the candidate that goes along with God's word. And not you're not voting for a personality or, or anything like that. You're voting for the word of God. And so when you read the Bible and you look at what the candidate stands for, you should be voting for the candidate that most closely stands for the word of God, okay? And abortion is one of the 10 commandments that we should never be voting for any candidate that is for abortion because it is under the 10 commandments of thou shalt not kill. And so we can't vote for a candidate that supports abortion. Okay, guys, so please vote. Please pray for our nation and pre please uh, vote. Okay, read the Bible and vote. Okay. So let's see who else. Amanda, yes, prayer is needed. Oh, I love that. I've been following it too. Okay, so let's start this uh, time in prayer. Ah, Father, we thank you that you are with us. We thank you that we don't have to do anything apart from you. That your word even says that you are the vine, we are the branches. If a man remains or a woman remains in you and you remain in us, we will bear much fruit. Apart from you, we can do nothing. And God, we know that your word says that we cannot overcome sin in our lives apart from you. We cannot overcome comparison or envy or jealousy or any sin. We cannot overcome this sin without your help. And so God, we ask for your help today for everybody joining this video live or with the recording that we would uh, overcome that sin with your help and that you would give us each breakthroughs. Even as I'm speaking today, that your word would come forth 
that you would give us breakthrough in our life, Father God. We ask for breakthrough and even give me breakthrough in this area of my life, Lord. I need help. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so just like I just said, I need help. I have been praying and it it all started, uh, I got this thing in the mail about going to get your bones tested. And uh, there's like this thing that goes around and you can get your carotid artery tested to check for your heart and all kinds of stuff. And there is also an osteoporosis test that they do in these traveling like health analysis places. And I'm going to go. And uh, I remember getting an osteoporosis test in my 30s and it said I have osteopenia. And it's interesting because I started thinking about my bones recently and thinking about the fact that I want my bones to be strong. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go to the word of God and see what the word of God says about your bones. And I read a lot of scriptures about bones and it, it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And guys, we do not get what our sins deserve now because Jesus came to fulfill the law. He forgives all of our sins but we do not want to be doing any habits that the word of God says is bad for us, okay? And so let me just read you a few of the scriptures that I read that were very convicting to me about my bones. And I was just thinking that I really wanted to to really be careful with my bones. And I just want to obey God. Guys, I want to obey God. And so let me just, I said, Lord, teach me about my bones. And I read, Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a, cru- a, a crusted spirit dries up the bones. And guys, your blood comes from your bones. Did you guys know that? Your blood comes from your bones. Uh, Proverbs 15, 30, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. And then Proverbs 3, 7 through 8, do not be wise in your own eyes, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And then Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Oh, envy makes the bones rot. And then I love this one. Proverbs 16.29, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And guys, I just, I, I've been really thinking a lot about envy and that the word says envy rots the bones. Now we don't get what our sins deserve since Jesus came. Okay. That's why they, the Israelites would sacrifice for their sins. You know, they would sacrifice an animal. And now we have Jesus that has come on our behalf to mediate for us for our sins. And so if you are struggling with comparison, which is honestly a root of envy, All we have to do is go to God and ask him for help. And all we have to do is say, Jesus, help me. But I do believe it's good that we encourage one another to avoid the sin because it is, you know, they say that it's one of the seven deadly sins, envy is. And envy, so I looked up the definitions for all three words, jealousy, envy, and comparison. I'm just going to talk about jealousy and envy. And jealousy is fear of losing something that you love. So jealousy is like with your husband, fear of someone else taking your husband away or something like that. And or jealous, you know, God is jealous. Um, but also there's other jealousies that are bad. You know, if you're fearing, um, well, sometimes you can be way too jealous in your marriage, right? Like we can be super jealous and that can cause a lot of problems and that's not good. But envy is wanting what someone else has. 
And guys, did you know that's the ninth and the tenth commandment? It's two of the ten commandments are related to envy. And uh, envy, so the ninth one is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife or husband, right? Uh, which is, uh, let me give you an example. Say your neighbor, say your friend's husband holds the door for her, or he uh, is generous to her, or he buys her presents, or he takes their family on vacation, but your husband doesn't do these things. You know, that is, you know, <laughs> breaking one of the Ten Commandments is if you are, are envious of your friend's husband. And then number 10 is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor goods, right? Any of his stuff. So if we are coveting, uh, our neighbor's financial provision, the things that God has given to them, or if we're coveting their house, coveting their car, you know, coveting their looks, that's wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. And along with thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife with thy neighbor's husband, I guess, is I also think underneath that coveting is also when, or envy is also when we want a different child or we want a different relationship with someone, a different friendship or a different, um, like say your child is like for my kids, I, I just going to be honest. When my kids were growing up, I would compare my children to other people's kids. And I was always aggravated with my kids because my kids were not quiet. They were not always obedient. They weren't compliant. Uh, and I, I really compared and I felt like I was a bad mom. I felt like I was doing something wrong, but honestly I was envying and guys, we do not want to envy. And I want to keep my bones strong. And I know that we're not punished like that anymore. We have Jesus. But whatever it is, the word of God says that envy makes your bones rot. And I want strong bones. And so I've been really asking the Lord to bring to my attention anytime that I'm envying someone or anything. Like I could envy a podcast. Like we just started a podcast and this person's podcast is so good. And I feel like ours is, you know, just starting, which is dumb. I don't feel that way, but I could be envying anything. I could be envying other people's uh, marriages. I could be envying finances. I could be envying uh whatever, you name it. We could be envying anything. And I think that anytime that we are jealous of someone, we could look like for me personally, I used to envy people that had their mom. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I didn't have a mom. I had a mother-in-law who was amazing, but I did not have a mother. And so because I didn't have a mother at my birth, I, at birth of my children, I didn't have a godly mom to give me advice. I didn't, I, I mean, it still hits me now every now and then that I don't have a mom to share. I have my mother-in-law and she's amazing. And I'm so thankful I have her. But sometimes I can get really mad at God that I didn't have a mom, that I didn't have a godly mom, that I didn't even know how to have a, a Christ-centered home. And I was just floundering my whole life. And I cried all the time. And I just, I was so upset that I didn't know how to have a Christ-centered home because I wanted it so badly. And I always said, God, if I would have been from a Christian home, at least I would have had a role model. And nobody's parents are perfect, right guys? No one's parents are perfect, but at least if I had a godly mom, I would know what I'm doing more because I felt so lost whenever I was raising my kids. But guys, that's envy. Or, or, or even now I, I compare people's relationships that they have. That's what I envy more is people's relationships because my relationships mean the most, they're the most important thing to me besides, of course, Jesus, but my relationships are the most important thing. And I always look at other people's relationships and I think, well, I wish I had that in my relationships or I wish I had this in my marriage or I wish I had this. And guys, we should not be doing that. There is another way and I'm going to show you another way. 
And, uh, but just, I just wanted to be open with you. And, you know, I was even having this pain in my arm uh, as this whole, all was starting. I was just kind of getting this pain here. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to have pain in my bones. And my husband and I were talking about this this morning. And I was like, Randy, I don't understand Old Testament, New Testament all the time reconciling. Like I know, and he explained it to me like this. He said, Jesus came and he uh, fulfills the law. He came so we don't have to sacrifice anymore. He came and took away our sins. He came so we just have to go to him and uh, ask for forgiveness. He came so everything is different. We, we're we not under law. We don't have our old man to deal with anymore. We have this whole new thing. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. I knew that part, but the part that was hard for me is, you know, my bones were hurting and I was like, well, the Old Testament says that envy rots the bones. And I was saying my, my bones have been hurting. And he says, but yeah, God doesn't punish us like that. And he said that, but what does happen is when you are thinking certain thoughts, now get this guys, this is really good. My husband is so smart. When you are thinking certain thoughts, you could give yourself a stomach ache. You know, it, it can cause inflammation in your body. When you are, when you are dwelling on things that you do not have, or envying other people, or complaining and whining, you know, it does cause stress and stress causes inflammation in your body and inflammation can cause pain in your bones. And so I've just been repenting. And you know what, guys, my bones don't hurt since I started talking to God about this. And it really hit me hard because I've been singing that song, The Blessing by Carrie Job every day. Because guys, this is another, this is a tip. The worship challenge that we did has been life-changing for me fasting. Remember we did the fasting challenge for all of September. That's been life-changing for me. And I'm keeping going in both of these. I'm continuing worshiping. I'm continuing fasting just one meal a week because I'm feeling like I'm getting a breakthrough in my life. And so I've been worshiping and I've been singing that song by Carrie Job. I highly recommend it. It's the blessing song. And it just talks about, may his favor be upon you and your children and their children's children and all this other stuff. But you know what, guys, the reason I think singing that song is important is because we're receiving it from God. And so I sing that song every day. And I was I sing my churches. I go to New Life Church and I sing my church's version because I actually really, really like that one because it's my worship pastor. But I never noticed until last week, my worship pastor said, feel it in your bones. Feel that blessing in your bones. I was broken. I was wrecked when he said that because I had never noticed it. Feel that blessing in your bones. Ladies, we should be thanking God, praising him, worshiping him, asking him to bless us, singing that blessing song because it's scriptural. It's the Levitical blessing. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Turn its countenance to you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. I want to sing that song every day. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing it. I might do it for the rest of my life, but I'm, I'm praying that I feel it in my bones. And so it was just life-changing for me, but I'm going to share some scriptures with you and some tips on how to overcome envy. But I want to see what you guys are saying. Amanda says, yes, ma'am. Thankful for you and this group. It came along when I needed it most. Never really read the Bible before a fellow mom introduced me to this group. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Amanda. I'm so happy you're here. And then Casey said, listening while we get ready and, uh, for our help club book study in South Africa tonight. Great message. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you, Casey. Okay. So let me just read you some scriptures. And I want to give you some tips, okay? So listen to this one. This is what God told me. 
Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And I started thinking, number one, I, well, number one, number one, I want to trust God because envy is a form of unbelief. Envy is thinking that God is not going to give you what he has given your friend. God is not going to give you or be faithful to you. And guys, it is a form of unbelief. And so we need to ask God to help us to get rid of our unbelief. Do you remember that scripture? It says, I do believe, help me in my unbelief. So all we need to do, guys, this is the beauty part about Jesus. We don't have to do these big sacrifices anymore. All we do is ask him for help and say, God, number one, say, God, help me in my unbelief. Help me to believe that you, you see me, you are going to help me. You're going to bless me. Ask him for help with that, guys. So number one, ask for help in your unbelief. Number two, pleasant words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Start saying pleasant words about your life. Start saying pleasant words about your children. Start saying pleasant words about your husband. Start saying pleasant words about your looks. Start saying pleasant words about your hair or your skin or your body or your relationship with God or, or your personality. Start saying pleasant words about your children to your children. Guys, your words have power. And so when we are saying pleasant words, it's going to bring healing to a relationship with your child. If you're struggling because your child is always in trouble and you just really wish your child was like someone else's child or something like that, saying those pleasant words will bring healing to that relationship. So just like in Romans 4, 17, I absolutely love this scripture. I'm going to read it to you. We have to know that our words have power. And so... When we are saying things that might not be true right now, but God can make things happen and be true, we are, we are cooperating with God and we are being like God. Romans 4, 17. Listen to this. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. This is talking about Abram. God gave Abram the name Abraham, which meant the father of many nations before he was a dad. So he was calling out him being the father of many nations before he was even a dad. And you can apply this to your children. You can apply this to your life. And it says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they were. And by using your words to call out the good things in your life, to call out the blessings, to be thankful, right? We need to be thankful. That would be number three, being thankful for what God has given you and calling out and thanking God. Thank you, God, that I have this today, that today you've given me this and this and this, and today things are getting better and you are with me and that's all I need. And calling those things that are not as though they yet were. So calling out, God, thank you that you are working in my marriage and my marriage is getting better and better every day. Thank you, God, that you are working in this child's life and this child is becoming less selfish Every day you are working and calling out that in a child. When you see a child doing something that is right, catch them being good. Call out those things that are not as though they yet were. When you see your children playing together, say to them, you guys are so close. You guys are best friends. And I know they might not be best friends right now, but your words have power. It will plant seeds in their minds. Instead of always telling our children that they are messing up, how would we feel if God did that with us, right? And guys, always calling out the potential that God is doing in our children, the potential for good in our children. That is where how we can use our words, pleasant words. 
pleasant words with our children. Use pleasant words. Guys, we need to stop cutting ourselves down. We need to stop looking in the mirror in our mind and pointing to body parts that we don't like. We need to start saying, thank you, God, that I am healthy. Thank you that you made me pretty. I really like my nose, God. I really like my eyes. You gave me really nice arms or you gave me really nice hands. And I think instead of calling the temple of the Lord, certain parts of our temple ugly, I think we should be thanking God for the parts that are good, the parts that he is blessing us with, the parts that are um, beautiful because we are beautiful to him. He created us perfect and beautiful the way he wants us to be. And guys, yes, we can always take care of our bodies. We should be exercising. You know, I think that we should be using some moisturizer. I think that there are things that we can do to make our appearance look prettier. But I think that we do deep down inside need to accept ourselves and ask God to help us to accept ourselves. Because guys, a spirit of rejection is really bad. And we do not want to pass on a spirit of rejection to our children. We do not want to let them think we reject them. We do not want to reject ourselves. A spirit of rejection. If you know someone in your life that's always saying, well, they have this and they have this and they have this, or you might be thinking that, well, why does God bless them? And why does God give them this stuff? And why this and why this? That is a spirit of rejection. It's also envy. And God can take away that spirit of rejection by when we worship him, when we thank him. And we don't want to pass that sin on to our kids. You don't want to pass that on to your kids. And if you have kids that are like, why me? Why do you like this this child better than me? Or so-and-so always gets away with this. Or so-and-so always gets the best piece. Guys, that could be forming a spirit of, that could be a spirit of rejection forming in your child. And you look at that child and you tell that child, I love you so much. I am so, you are such a blessing to me. I love your personality. I love your smile. I love your spunk. I love how energetic you are. You know, you let that child, that is just a sign to you that, that, and you need to pray and ask the Lord to take away that spirit that might be attacking your child. But that is a sign for you to call out the great things in your child. That is a sign for you as a mother to help your child feel more secure in the, in your love. And we do this with our words. And guys, God does this with us all the time. God tells us how much he loves us in his word. God will tell us that he loves us if we will listen and stop complaining. Okay, stop complaining. Let's see. Let's see what everybody says. So Angela says, good morning. I'm reading The Blessing by John Trent, Gary Smalley, and Carrie Trent Stageberg. It helped me to become a better mother. Carrie uh, Stageberg actually wrote for Help Club. You should go to the website and Google or uh, put in the search into the blessing because she wrote for us. She's a wonderful writer. And uh, so speaking so much life. Thank you, Casey. So I just, I feel like guys, we need to ask God to help us to get rid of it. We need to ask God to help us trust him. And listen to this scripture. This is James 4, 2 through 3. You desire and you do not have. So you murder. And I would say if I were applying this to moms, you desire and you do not have. So you covet. Or you desire and you do not have, so you uh, compare, right? That that would be something that we could apply, James 4, 2 through 3 to moms. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Maybe you're fighting with your husband because you feel like you don't get to go on vacation like your friends do or whatever. So, and then look at what God says. You do not have because you do not ask. You do not, you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. But I think we can also ask wrongly so that we will be um, like our friends. And God wants us to come to him and trust him with our life. And he wants us to come to him and ask him to bless us. You know, I love the prayer of Jabez and my husband and I pray it every day. 
and I don't have the scripture reference. I've just memorized it. But, oh, Lord, that you would bless me, expand my territory. Let your hand go with me. Keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. That's the prayer of Jabez. It's right in the middle of, uh, I think it's Chronicles, but it's right in the middle of these, these, um, you would miss it if you weren't looking for it. And I wasn't going to talk about it today, but it just came on me. But if anybody knows that, Casey, could you look up the prayer of Jabez and just put that scripture reference for me real quick? But guys, um, it's, it's, it's nestled in these scriptures and you would miss it if you weren't thinking about it. But Jabez's life uh, name means pain. But do you know what Jabez did? Jabez prayed for God to bless him. And I think, guys, we need to pray for God to bless us. We need to pray for God to expand our territory, that his hand would go with us, that he would keep us from evil, that we might not cause pain. And guys, we need that. We need to pray for God to bless us every day. That's why I'm singing that blessing song every day, because I want to feel that blessing. I want to feel like a daughter of the most high God. I want to feel that I am good enough because of Jesus, because of his love. And guys, so we need to ask him to bless us. We need to ask him to help us to receive all the blessings that we have because we are his daughters. And, um, and then another thing is, I want to tell you that sometimes we can be praying about something and it can seem like God is not working. Let's see. What does she say? Prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Prayer of Janet. <laughs> That's cute, Casey. Prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Okay, auto auto check, right? <laughs> auto check. Uh, uh, auto check says Jabez is uh, Janet. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, and thank you, Casey. Um, okay, so um, yeah, isn't that amazing? So okay, so if you are feeling like God is not blessing you, that He is not answering your prayers, that could be the enemy really tempting you to think God is not good and that He doesn't have good for you. And so, guys. We need to repent of that. And we need to say, God, help me to trust you. Help me to believe in you. Help me to know that you are with me. Help me to trust that you are with me. And help me, God, to know that you are working even when I can't see it. And guys, that's the thing about faith. Faith is acting as if God is is answering our prayers. And it'll be according to his will because our will is not best, guys. If you look back on your old prayers in your journal a long time ago, you might see some self-centered prayers that weren't good for you. And God is not going to answer those prayers. He will answer them according to his will and his will is always best. But I think that we need to settle it in our hearts and ask God to help us to settle it in our hearts that he is working on our behalf, that he is helping us and that he is with us. And uh, I just think that that's a big deal whenever we think that God is not helping us. And then also with this sin, ask God to help you to get rid of this sin in your life and to have more joy and abundant life. And also ask him to help you to be aware when you are coveting or being jealous or comparing or having envy. We just don't need that in our life. That's gunky stuff. Ask him to help you get it out. And then another thing that I really like is that I've been thinking about is let God uh satisfy the desires of your heart. And so if your relationship with your husband isn't what you want it to be or with a child, or if your husband isn't the man that you want him to be or whatever, why don't you ask God to give you the relationship that he wants to give you? Why don't you ask God to say, God, you give me the marriage that you want me to have. I have all these other uh, desires, but God, what about you giving me the marriage that you think, or you give me the relationship with my child that you think I should have. And don't look around at other people's relationships. Ask God to help you have the right marriage, the right relationship with your children, 
and ask God to work in your children's lives, to make them into the people that he's created them to be. Guys, that is powerful. But I think that's part of faith because we can look around at Susie's marriage or Susie's relationship with her children. Or, you know, it's hard to look at some of these. Oh, just going to be honest. It's hard to look at some of these people that are uh, influencers on social media because they all act like their family is perfect. And guys, there's no perfect family at all. But it's so easy to just look at their family. And you know what we decided at the at the beginning of Help Club is that Help Club would never be about a family. It would never be about a person. It would always be about Jesus Christ because there's no perfect relationships. There's no perfect children. There's no perfect marriage, but Jesus is perfect and he has good things for us, but we have to trust him that he is going to give us what we need. And we can't look to earthly people that has seemed like they have perfect relationships with their kids or seem like they have perfect children because it's just, it's a lie. It is a lie from the pit of hell. When we look at social media and we think this person has a perfect marriage, this person has perfect kids. It's a lie. It's a lie. The word of God says that all men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is earth. This is the broken place. We will never have perfect relationships, never have perfect marriage, finances, looks, anything on this earth, but we will have great finances, great looks, great relationships on this earth because God is with us and God is helping us. Guys, we need to remember, oh man, just turn them off, unfollow them today. If anybody starts making you feel envious when you look at them or they act like they're just perfect or they have this perfect kids or whatever, just click unfollow because that will help you so much in your life to not be envious. Oh, let's see. What is everybody saying? Hi, Anne-Marie and Breedy and uh, Breedy, uh, Bridie, Bridie. Hi. And oh, yeah, Janet. That's what Casey said. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Okay. So God will work on behalf. Now, guess what? If you've been wronged, if someone has wronged you, if someone has taken from you, if someone has hurt your relationships, if someone has done something uh, with your name, if someone has hurt your name, if someone has uh, gossiped about you and hurt your relationships, guess what, guys? God is the one that vindicates. And now we want to pray blessings on our enemy because guess what? The word says, bless and do not curse. The word says we should be praying, heaping abundant blessings on our enemies' heads. And we are heaping burning coals on their heads. We need to be praying for blessings for our enemies. And I know that can be hard because if someone has hurt us, we cannot, that's the last thing we want to do is pray blessings. But guys, I'm telling you, we need to be obeying God and doing what God says, because he's the one that's going to bless us. So let God vindicate you. Let God bless you. And you do like what my dad says, keep your nose clean. You just keep your own nose clean and you let God deal with everybody else. And you pray for people. You pray for grace because honestly, we should be praying for other people what we want God to do for us because there is a mysterious power at work with God. I'll give you an example. My husband, when we were first married, this is silly, but I think this is a good example across the board. Hi, Kendra. Good morning. Uh, This is a good example across the board. So when my husband and I first married, you know, I, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I didn't have any experience with housekeeping. I was very messy. Okay. And my husband, he's an engineer and he's very neat. And I've never picked up a pair of underwear off the floor with my husband. And I was pretty messy. Okay. But do you know what my husband did? And I feel like God answered this prayer. And this is a model. I, it's a model for me. I try to do this. Could be a model for you. 
instead of praying that that won't bother you, my husband didn't, he prayed, uh, sorry, instead of praying that I would change, my husband asked God to help it, my messiness not bother my husband. So what it, my husband did is said, God, just don't let Deb's messes bother me. And do you know what that did in my marriage? It it made it to where I started reading books about how to be more organized. And my house is pretty clean most of the time. It's a lot more clean than it used to be. And uh, and I know that God answered that prayer. So for your husband, if if your husband is is um, not what you want, what you think he should be, ask God to help it not to bother you. And just ask God to help you to overcome evil, to, to give your husband grace, and that God would work on your husband's heart, that God would make your husband more like Jesus. And I think that's the best prayer is praying for us to be more loving and respectful and for God to just work on our husband and do whatever he wants to do, but that God would work on us. That's, I think that that's a prayer that God always answers is when we ask God to work on our, us and not just our spouse or on our children. And uh, let's see, he will bless you. Wait for God. There's so many scriptures in the word um, that talks about waiting. Listen to uh, Proverbs 23, 17 through 18. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Guys, God has good things in store for you. And I think that a lot of times when we are envying or comparing or jealous, we're just playing out, not trusting God. And so ask God to help you. And then I want to leave with this quote and then I want to pray. So leave a prayer request. Okay. Start typing it. You can type it as I'm talking. You can even type it as I'm praying, but how can I pray for you? Okay. But listen to this quote by Dwight Moody, Dwight L. Moody. The world has yet to see what God will do with a man or a woman fully consecrated to him. And we are fully consecrated to God whenever we trust him with our circumstances, when we're not coveting what someone else has, when we're not envying, when we're not sinning, when we're not comparing. And God can help us. Okay, so I'm going to pray for you, but I want you to leave a prayer request. You can do it while I'm praying, and then I'll check back on it after I'm done praying. Okay, so leave a comment. Ah, Father, you are so good. I'm so thankful that you have been convicting me on envy. Thank you, Lord. I ask that you would forgive me of this sin and help me to turn away from it. Help me to repent. Lord, I know that your word, uh, that repentance is just changing of our mind. That's what the Greek means, is uh, changing our mind. So, Father, I pray for all of us that we would repent from envy, jealousy, comparison, and that we would change our mind and that you would help us and that you would bless us, that you would give us. Oh, this is a scripture. Hold on. I wanted to share this with you. This is huge. Everybody should read today. Psalm 37. Listen to this, guys. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Listen to this, guys. Okay. It's so good. Do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And so, Father, 
for each of us. Help us to be still before you. Help us to wait on you. Help us to do good. Help us to stop envying, to stop sinning, and to do good. Lord, give us the strength to do good. Give us your wisdom. Give us your help. Just like John 15, that scripture I read earlier, help us to stay close to you when we are overcoming this sin. And God, make us more like Jesus. And let us look back on our lives three weeks from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, and see victory in this area because you have helped us. Help us not to try to gain victory over this this area of our lives on our own. God, help us to trust you. And God, bring us more joy. We know that in your presence is fullness of joy, that when we trust you, we have joy. And when we have faith, we have joy. When we have unbelief, we have sadness, depression, anxiety. But Lord, when we trust you, when we have faith, we have joy. So God, help us to cultivate the habit of joy by trusting you more and asking you for help. Even if we have to do it 20 times today to pause and ask you for help. In Jesus name, amen. Okay, so let me see here. Okay, so Anne-Marie, prayers for my family and marriage. I pray for sweet Anne-Marie. I love her so much. I pray for every single family represented here or the recorded video. Prayer for family and our marriage, God. I pray for all of our marriages that we would uh, trust you and that you would bless us. Expand our territory. Let your hand go with us. Keep us from evil that we might not cause pain. Keep us from evil of comparing our husbands or our children. God, keep us from evil. God, help us, Lord, to walk with you and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's see. What does uh, Breedy say? Please pray for my daughters I, as we continue school online. Help me to have patience and grace. Guide me with my career, family, relationships, and my back pain. Take away any envy I have for others and give me the habit of joy. Amen. Oh, Lord, I know that you see Breedy. I thank you for her heart and that she loves you. I thank you that you love her. And I pray, God, that you will bless her. I pray that you will help her. Thank you that She's asking you for help, just like I did about envy. And I pray, God, that she will see how pleased you are with her heart and that she's just asking you for help and that she will see victory in areas of her life that she never thought possible for all of us to see victory in our lives. And God, help her. She's schooling her daughter online and helping her and to be patient and to give her daughter grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. And then Amanda says, thank you, Anne-Marie. And Amanda says, fill us with the Holy Spirit as you send us on our way with the strongest, most abundant and powerful forms of each of the fruit of the Spirit. Yes, because you know what? The opposite of the fruit of the Spirit, I actually wrote this down and I didn't share it, but the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is deeds of the flesh and envies in there. Listen to this. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions. Listen to this list, guys. And envy is there. Envy, drunkenness, orgies. That's in the same list as envy and the like. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... The word says, just like Amanda says, let's see, I wrote it down. The fruit of the spirit. Get this. Where is it? Oh, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. I memorized it, but I hope I have it in the right order. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I hope I didn't mess it up. I'm going to look it up real quick. Galatians 5. 
And it says, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, great, great, great point, Amanda. So God, I just pray an anointing this week for each of my sisters and brothers that we will have the fruits of the spirit and that we will begin to change and grow and become more like Jesus. In your precious name we pray, amen. All right, guys. Hey, share the video. It, you never know. One of your friends might be struggling with envy. And be sure to go through the Bible study this week. We are reading and we're starting on home. We're starting to learn about home. So it's a wise woman creates a home. And it's in these two books that we are going through this semester, The Help Club for Moms and The Help Club for Moms Companion Guide. Okay, I'll see you next week. And don't forget to join us on our podcast. This week, our podcast is all about mentoring. And it's a really great podcast. So you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Podchaser, all those things. So uh, we're, we're starting a podcast. So it's pretty amazing. So I love you. Thank you for watching today. I hope you have a great day. And I'll see you next week. Bye.